Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Welcome to the Entree Architect Studio. Hi, my name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where every Friday, I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Entree Architect Studio is a series of special bonus episodes where I invite inspiring, passionate people to share their knowledge and information about the building products and the services to help you build better buildings. I'm glad you're here. Let's go see who's joining us today at the Entree Architect Studio. And one more quick note before we get started. This episode was recorded live at AIA Conference in Chicago at the RCAT booth under the Big Red A. So please enjoy the background noise as an added feature to this episode. Let's get to it. Who are you and what do you do? My name is Beth McGuire. Uh, I'm an architectural and design representative. What's your role at Benjamin Moore? What is that? What is that? So I call on everyone from um, stagers, uh, interior designers, both residential and commercial. Uh, I call on architects, uh, small firms, uh, large firms, and uh, individuals that are just have their own. Are you based practice. regionally, or I am? What's your I, region? I my area is uh, I cover all of Michigan and all, most of Indiana. All right. That's a big, that's a pretty big area. It is. A lot of travel. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Benjamin Moore and what they're doing recently. So um, the one thing I love about Benjamin Moore is that, you know, we have always been about innovation. Um, and so we have 
some new products that have come out in recent years. Um, also, we're going through a little bit of a portfolio kind of optimization. And what that means is that we're looking at all of our products and we're saying, you know, how do we improve on some? How do we um, get rid of some duplicates? Yeah. Um, and really making it easier for the specifier, that end user. So there are, you know, so many products that can do the same thing that it, it makes it a little bit easier to choose a product. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the systems that you have to help architects specify Benvenuti. So we do have uh, our cat. We have different uh, tools for helping them to write their specifications. Um, most of the architectural reps, what we do is we will we work with the architects directly, and they might uh, need uh, product information or specification of a specific project. But then they also might need assistance with their master specs. You know, putting us next to competitive products, and so we have to do a lot of research on. We have to know not only our products but our competitors as well. Yeah, for sure. So, I know I'm a residential architect. We specify Benjamin Moore all the time. So, so we have the big cases in multiple, multiple forms. Um, how are those updated? Are they updated on a regular basis, and how do they get updated? So, again, we will go into a, a firm, into their library, make sure that they're updated. Uh, as a company, we updated our color tools back in 2016. Uh, believe it or not, we had different color tools in, in Canada than the U.S. Oh, wow. And we sort of combined those, which yeah. was very smart. Um, and so we have those tools available to the architects, designers. We'll go into their library and provide those. Do you, as a representative, do you ever go into the field, what, you know, after the specification to do any work? Sure. Sometimes we get asked to go into the field. Um, maybe while the project is is going, uh, they'll want us to look at a difficult substrate maybe, or they'll want us to view kind of what they're working on to maybe recommend a product. Or, you know, there might have been something that was painted before, uh, maybe not our product, um, and so they'll maybe there's an issue and they'll want us to take a look. So we can troubleshoot for them down the way. How has the industry changed in paint, right? I've been, I've been an architect for 25 years. Paint has changed dramatically since I started. What are some of the specific things that have changed over the last couple, couple of decades? So for, for us at Benjamin Moore, a lot has changed. Um, you know, primarily our tint system. You know, for many years, we had oil-based paints in the industry. Right. And then, you know, 70s latex became kind of the, the primary thing that people used. And there really was a system out there called universal tint colorants that were meant to tint those two broad categories of paint. The problem with that is that um, they, they, you're trying to mix a solvent-based uh, colorant with a water-based paint. And so you have to add chemicals and things like that um, to get them to emulsify or, or, you know, work together. And so when you're adding deep, uh, a lot of colorant to a deep, dark color, what happens is you can get things like color rub off and, and all of that. And so at Benjamin Moore, our chemists developed this, as the VOC laws were changing, uh, they developed this system called GenX. And it is proprietary uh, colorant system at Benjamin Moore. And um, it, it really eliminates all of those kind of those extra chemicals that you would put in. Uh, it's really like mixing paint with paint. So they're what we call resin rich. They contain resin, which is a component of paint that um, gives the paint its its performance characteristics, like how well does it wash up or touch up. And so now with those deep, dark colors, you're getting a product, um, a great product to start with. You're tinting it on a, a better system. You get better uh, fade resistance, better hide, and all of those things. 
Yeah, it's amazing how the quality has improved, even in the last 10 years, you know, that that it's gone from, you know, when VOCs became the, you know, the big critical push to, to make some big changes. Those early VOC paints were a little a little rough. They were. And, you know, it's funny, some of those early paints, they didn't really want us to talk about low VOC because they were not the best performers. But actually, they were, you know, on our Genix system. Um, but those have improved so much over the, the years. The, those low VOC, a lot of our products are low VOC or zero VOC, uh, like our commercial line Ultraspec. 500, that's zero VOC, and then it's tinted with our zero. So we have a lot of products that need that. And so many, because of the, the laws, um, a lot of those products for interiors. Yeah, yeah. So with architects, um, I'm sure you do lunch and learns and that kind of thing. Are, are there any other services that you provide for architects to help them learn about paint and, and paint products? So we'll do, yes, we would, we would do, um, we partner with, organizations like AIA, we do events where we will host, um, you know, uh, uh, different CEUs and things like that. We try to work with individual chapters uh, wherever we are. I, I work with AIA Grand Rapids. And so to work with those individual uh, areas where we can present, you know, uh, materials, maybe at their local meetings or things. So we have those opportunities as well as the... Any idea anywhere you want to go next? You know, I... Actually, just talking about um, kind of the extra service, you know, kind of what we connect, I guess. Um, you know, we we have the ability to, again, work with, you know, individual architects, medium and, and large firms um, and small firms, too. And we really want to be their, their advocate, you know, for the, the architect. Um, just like you guys are the advocate for your client, we want to be your advocate, your advisor. Uh, we want you to call us when you have questions about products for your individual uh, projects because a lot of times, you know, a master spec is going to be just kind of every substrate you can probably imagine. But so often on projects, it's very specific, right, that you're working on. You might have, you think you've seen it all, and, and yet you've got this unique situation where you go, gosh, what do I use here? And so that's where we, as the ADRs, we want to be here for you to call us and just say, hey, that's, what do you recommend? Yeah. Is Benjamin Moore doing anything on the on the trade side to improve the application of the product? Oh, absolutely. Uh, perfect example is our booth, um, Aura. Uh, it is our top of the line, uh, generally used in residential, though it could be used commercially as well. Um, we listened. We listened to the not only um, you know uh, specifier, but we listened to the end user, the painter who is applying it. Um, the open time on the Aura was, it dried very quickly. Right. It was a, a nice thing, but for them, they wanted a little bit more time. So we improved on that with our satin and our summit gloss so that as they're painting trim and such, they have a little bit more time to work with the right. product. Yeah. So we yeah. really do like that. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's a big piece, right, of, of paint work is that, is that the skills of the pros putting the paint on is really a big piece of it, right? That Absolutely. And we really try, before we ever release a product out into the, the world, we go through rigorous testing. We bring painters in. We have them give us feedback. Uh, we have a testing facility in Flanders, New Jersey, which is our test farm. Really cool place. I've you, driven right by it a couple so, of times. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty remarkable if you visit it. And we have paint on every surface, vertical and horizontal. Uh, our, our chemists out there, they get the product. 
they're put applying it. They don't know actually what they're applying, but next to competitive products, and then they test it and they they make sure that it goes through and will do what we say it's going to do. Yeah, yeah. Those testing areas must be really interesting with all the different colors and the different types of paints. And is there are there areas within that facility that sort of just are you know walls of different color paints? In our corporate office, for sure. And in, in those, yeah, they will definitely. They're pretty colorful. Um, but it's amazing. You, it, the test farm itself is pretty colorful because of all the different, you know, trying to test different pigments as well. So. Where do you think the, the paint industry is moving towards in the future? What's coming next? You know, I think, you know, we're always going to be um, have to keep an, a keen eye on, on that environmental mm-hmm. piece of it. Um, you know, it, I once had a student ask me, knowing what we know, why isn't every paint zero VOC? And great question, but, you know, sometimes with when you get, you're talking high performance products, you need to add some components that will, you know, get, give you the durability. But I think it's always going to be headed, you know, especially for interiors, you want to be cognizant of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it only gets better, right? Every, every time I use another can of Benjamin Moore, it's, it's, you know, the color is richer, the, the application is easier, it's more durable. It's amazing the durability. Yes. Of paint, you know, it's that that used to you rub against it and the paint would wear. Today, you know, you put on the paint and it's really hard to, to damage it. It is, and it's really a testament to not only the the you know the paint itself, but the coloring system. And I think it's one of the things that has always uh, really drew me to the company is the innovation. You know, we've got all of these products that really I think solve a problem for either um, either the the painter or for the, the designer. For example, we have a product called Aura Bath and Spa. Now, I love a matte finish everywhere in my house, but then you get to the bathroom and you have to have something a little higher sheen so yeah. that you can resist the water. We came out with a product, Aura Bath and Spa, that resists moisture, so you don't get that you know that kind of weeping that you would see, and you can use a lower sheen in your bathroom. So, pretty pretty interesting. Uh, we recently came out on the commercial side with a product called Command, and Command really allows the um, for facilities to be able to come in and take one product. and So it, it really speeds up the turnaround time and all of these things. And yeah. it's a urethane. So, um, you know, urethanes dry to a very hard finish. And they're also UV resistant, which means they can be some. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, paint is chemistry, right? And, and is there anything from a technology point of view that Benjamin Moore is doing, you know, that makes either the product or the service better? Are there any specification technologies that are coming along or so you know i go back to our our chemists we every year well prior to the you know 2019 before we actually you know at our our annual sales meeting we would have the chemists come in which was the last few years we had that it was so wonderful because if we got a glimpse into their world and to be able to see what they're working on things that may not come out for several years but just knowing that they really are innovative and they're trying to always come out with some things to really answer what you're talking about and, and, yeah. and think, you know, what, what could paint be in the future? Right. So, yeah. Right. Really- Very interesting. So what's your favorite color? Oh, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Right now, be specific. I'm very, I'm very into navy. Uh, one of my favorites that I, I, I recommended to a lady this morning actually is a pol- called Polo Blue, and it's a very blackened navy. It's beautiful. So it's yeah. one, of, one my of my favorite colors, colors is is a blackened blue. I, actually, we just painted our foyer. I don't. It, 
it wasn't that color, but it was it was a very dark blue, and uh, love it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my my color of the day, I should say. <laughs> well, Beth, I appreciate you coming by here talking about Benjamin Moore and the future of paint. I've learned a lot, and uh, I appreciate you coming by and talking about it. Well, thanks for having right. me. I enjoyed it. All right, thank you. If you liked this episode of the Entree Architect podcast, please share a rating on your podcast player right now. Go ahead, click five stars. Then write a review and share a link to this special episode with a friend. This episode of the Entree Architect studio, it was brought to you by RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and so much more, all for free at RCAT.com. Go check them out, arcat.com. Entree Architect is a member of Gable Media, the largest, most engaged podcast network in the world that's dedicated exclusively to the AEC industry. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. If you offer building products or serve the AEC industry and you want to join me here at the Entree Architect studio, let's connect send me an email at podcast at entrearchitect.com. That's podcast at entrearchitect.com. Thanks for listening to this special episode here at the Entree Architect Studio. I'll be back with our next regular episode of the Entree Architect podcast this Friday. Until then, love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us. Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Call.
calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.